Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Oh, how, how's it going in your little part of the world? Huh? Is it going all right? Oh, fucking. I'm still limping from the fucking new assholes I got torn on the last podcast. Jesus Christ. Did I ever claim to be a smart guy? That fucking cunt giving me shit about the autumnal equinox. <laughs> I've been looking that shit up for like three days. I'm like, what exactly was he talking about? You know, I fuck. Is there anything worse than when somebody delivers new information in the tone that that person did? Fucking coming at me like you discovered it. You just read about it. What the fuck? You know, I don't know. Anyway. I still don't get. I still don't get why I go on the internet. It says the summer's over, September twenty third. He's sitting there saying that's some medieval shit. I don't get it. And if he's so fucking right that summer started June first and ends August thirty first, I hope he was out there flapping his fucking wings. June first, screaming in the Netherlands, wherever the hell he's from, going, "You guys, you're missing it. It's already started." Anyway, it's Thursday, August 15th. Oh, start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I don't want to be a part of it anymore this summer. I want to fly back to a city where my stuff is and say, why did I buy all of this shit? What's going on? I'm going back to L.A. today. I'm going back to Cali. Hey, Freckles, I don't think so. Well, fuck you. My flight was canceled, but I'm still going at some point. I don't give a fuck. I got to take a fuss. Shit, Dwayne Allman did it. He plays slide guitar better than I do. I'll take a fucking bus and I'll take a fucking train. I will change in Chicago. I won't even get a sleeper car ticket. I will sleep. Sitting up for fucking four days. Going through some of the methiest parts of this fucking country. And I'm not, I don't have a speech impediment. That's meth-iest. Um, yeah, going back to California today. With an aching in my heart. Uh, cannot wait to get back to my shit. I'm going to get back to my stuff. My stuff. And I'm going back and uh, didn't booze the whole summer. My cigar smoking is off the fucking rails to the point I have to shut it down. You know, I remember my mother told me something about a thousand times when I was a kid. Everything in moderation. I don't know how to do that. You know, I think what I have to do is a bunch of bad things a little bit. You know, a little bit of meth in my life, a little bit of cocaine. I don't fuck with any of that shit, but you know what I mean? I just don't know how to do it. So... I am not going to smoke a cigar until I, I uh, uh, that, that weekend when I'm going to the fucking Clemson, Florida state. But it's cool because I'm going back to my house and I don't have any cigars in the house. So that's the thing. It'll just take me just like four days and then I won't think about it anymore. And then at that point, I won't be drinking. I won't be smoking cigars. I'm barely watching porn. You know, one of those, those fucking TV shows you binge watch. 
you devour the first three seasons and then they just start to lose you in the fourth season and it just fades away. That's what porn is like for me right now. And if I can just get that out of my life, start going to church on Sunday, you guys can start calling me old Billy Flanders there. That would be amazing. An amazing trajectory to this podcast where I was an angry fucking conspiracy theory lunatic when I started. You know, to go into a bald Jesus freak who fucking lectures you on why you're not living a life the way you should. I will tell Woo! Hey, Nene! Looking good! Ow! You know, I would never do that to a woman I don't know, but I reserve the right to catcall my own wife. <laughs> hey, sweetie! What are you doing later, huh? Um, come on, don't be like that. Come on, don't be like that. Help me. Hey, smile. Put a fucking smile on your Faraday. <laughs> hey, why don't you come over here? Help me, help me adjust my tool belt, huh? Nia will be on here later reading one of the funnier, uh, it's not an email. What would you call it? A, a fucking post. It was a review. It was a review of some white lady that went to a plantation. And it was not what she expected it to be. <laughs> the, results the, results, the results may shock you. Um, here's something I did, because I always watch the, uh, the MotoGP races. Uh, you know, they come on at like a ridiculous time in the morning. And uh, when they were on TV, I could record them and watch them the same day. But I have to wait till they repost them if I don't watch them live on their website. So I'm still waiting to see uh, Davizioso's win in the last race, wherever the hell it was. So I went there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to look at some of these other videos. And they have all these fucking races, you know, from back in the day. You go all the way back to like the early 90s, if not the late 80s. And I have to tell you, man, I get it now when people, fans of racing say you missed it. I, I just went back to 2002 because I wanted to see a young um, Valentino Rossi when he was still riding with Honda just to hear how they were talking about him, if they already knew he was going to be one of the greats, you know. Um, and it seemed like his career is right where Mark Marquez's career is right now. And uh, But just like the level of danger. And even then, they still had some sort of, look like a fucking airbag. They still have a little hump thing on, the, on their back uh, with their, their racing suit there. They're racing leathers. So um, I, I don't know how, long, how far back the uh, airbag technology goes. But this fucking guy wiped out high-sided on his bike and they came out and they took him off on a stretcher i was just like wow i i know my three years of watching this shit i've never seen anybody go off on a fucking stretcher which is a good thing but just when i watch old formula one races which is the best thing of going to the f1 site and the uh moto gp site is to start watching um some of the old races. And I, I wish, you know, if, if you could go on to like the NF, NFL.com and just watch a game. Like I always wanted to watch that game when Walter Payton ran for 275 yards against the Minnesota Vikings in the late 70s and he set the record. I always wanted to see that game. I've never even seen NFL film highlights on it. Um, I don't know. It's a great way for a fan who's new to the sport, be they young or an old fart like me, it's a great way to learn your history and uh, be able to put what you're seeing into some sort of perspective. So I watched this race, um, and what was really incredible was back then, 
that on the same in the same race they had four stroke and two stroke engines and uh for those people who are mechanically inclined like myself that just means two strokes means it's just every two strokes it fires so as the piston comes up the um the fuck what do you call it the spark plug fires boom drives it down piston comes up it fires it's just it's just bang 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 and where a four stroke it's every four strokes so it fires down up down fire down up down fire same thing so um i guess the the four strokes ran smoother and were easier to handle and the two strokes it was weird they had like more power so they were lighter because there's a pass on the, the race that I watched. This fucking guy, about 11 minutes into the race, it, was, it looked like a, a pass you'd see in a motorcycle, in a movie about motorcycle racing. There was two turns, and he just fucking opened the throttle and went around, went around the outside of one guy and on the inside of uh, Valentino Rossi. And then Rossi just sort of, you know, played with him for like the last like 10 laps and every time they got on the straightaway, he would kind of come up on him, just sort of like, almost like a boxer measuring him, you know, feeling him out or whatever. And then he finally passed him with like four laps to go and then just took off. But um, I, I couldn't figure out how they were saying a four-stroke had more, had more power. And I think it was just the size of the engine because everything I read said the two-stroke had more power, but it was harder to handle or whatever, but it was lighter. And I guess because it's firing more, it gave you more power. I don't know. I don't quite understand it. But I, I found that element being in the race something that isn't there anymore. Um, and for all you mechanics out there rolling your eyes, go fuck yourself, okay? I, I listen to your jokes after my shows, okay? You can deal with me talking about that. It was, really, it was really fucking interesting. So if anybody out there knows more about that and can explain it to me a little bit nicer than that fucking cocksucker who tried to explain the summer solstice to me and the winter solstice, and all that means is the point when the sun is the highest or the lowest in the sky. Fucking guy yelling at me like, like he figured it out. Like the church wanted to burn him. Um, so anyway, my, my flight got delayed. So uh, you're probably wondering, well, Bill, you're in the greatest city in America, according, according to New Yorkers. <laughs> um. Where are you going to go? Um, I'm actually, I'm going to go to the Met, believe it or not. And no, I'm not going to go there, you know, to look at some art, you know, by fucking Gruyere, whatever the fucking guy's names are. I know that's a cheese. That always sounded like one of those fucking artists. Like back in the day when I was still in the dating world. And a woman would say, let's go to the Met. There's a Gruyere exhibit. And I'd be like, I just, you know, I wish I could go back then just so I wouldn't waste all that time. Just be like, I don't want to go because I, I lack the intellect for this to be interesting to me. All of it looks the same. It's just framed shit. I don't give a fuck about any of it. I don't understand why it's worth millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. I think the Mona Lisa it is fucking, you know, is as average as the woman that, they've, that the dude painted. She's, I mean, I w- would you hit on Mona Lisa? I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, he might as well have painted me into that fucking picture. Oh, there's a Photoshop for you. Um, I am going there. 
because Dean Del Rey let me know they have some of the most famous rock instruments, you know, and the, yeah, ever. At the Metropolitan Museum of Art? Yes, at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, Nia. No, I was just, I was there not too long ago, and I... Come here, speak into the mic if you're going to come over here. No, I was there not too long ago to go see the exhibit camp, Notes on Fashion, which was the theme of this year's Met Gala. And I, they had a NASA, like a space exhibit. There's. Do you know why they do that? Do it's what? because the artifiles can't sustain that thing. Artifiles. artifiles. So then what they have to do is they got to bring the mouth breathers in. Yeah, they. Really we got Eddie Van Halen's axe from fucking Mean Street. It just doesn't seem like something that they would have at the Met. Are you sure it's at the Metropolitan Museum? I am positive it's at the Met. Dean Del Rey told me about it. It's not at another museum. It's at the Metropolitan. They had, they had fucking the Ralph Lauren's car collection there one time. Oh, they're like, our car's art. What they're really saying is, all right, we need money here, people. Come on. We know you like cars. Get in here, you fucking morons. Uh, all right. This is a 74 Toyota Corolla with all the options. Also, no one cares if you would fuck the Mona Lisa or not, okay? Nobody cares about what fucking turns you on in terms of the art world. You don't know what you're talking about. Would you hit on the Mona Lisa? If you fucking average, you are like the, such a basic bitch sometimes. Nobody cares whether you would bang the Mona Lisa. You're so ridiculous. Yeah, you're missing the point, Nia, but would they, find it, but would they find it funny? Oh, I, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Gee, was it that hard? <laughs> was it that hard? Oh, you just sounded like the head of a corporation who got caught dumping shit in the water supply. Do you think it was good to put that in the water? Yes. I can't answer these questions. So they got a mouth breathing exhibit at the meth, and I'm going. Oh my God, that's that guitar from Leonard Skinner. That's the one. They got the Sweet Home Alabama guitar, they got the flute from. Uh, fucking, what's that band? Uh, Led Zeppelin? Stairway to Heaven? I never liked that. Call that Stairway to My Ass. Starts off slow, and by the time the guitars come in, I'm always asleep. That's why I like Skinner. I always thought Skinner was better than Zeppelin. This is what's, these conversations are going to happen in the Metropolitan uh, University. Metropolitan, uh, the fuck is it? Museum. It's a museum, everybody. Yeah, but that's what these museums have to do every once in a while to get mouth breathers like me to come in there and spend some money. Are four by fours art? They got Bigfoot. Oh, wait, I saw that thing crush three buses one time. <laughs> I will tell you this. I did go to one museum. The guy who did the reservoir dogs to his ear. That guy. Marvin Nash, whatever his fucking real name is. I went to his thing, and he paints with the straight lines. I liked that. That guy I liked. Fellow ginger. Had a temper. Hey, Nia, you think I got a bad temper? I never cut my ear off and sent it to you. You fucking relax. Oh, Billy Flanders. Billy, no vice. Beware the man with no vice. Um... Why do they say that? Beware of the man with no vice. Because what does that mean? Like he has one and you just don't know what it is? And someday the shoe's going to drop? Hey, maybe that autumnal equinox guy can fucking explain it to me. Hey, fuckhead. Um, 
Oh, that other guy who called me a bootlicker because I said that students shouldn't go down Main Street and throw bricks through mom and pop stores. Bootlicker? What are you doing, rebel? Huh? Would you tie a bandana around your fucking head, sing a little Bruce Springsteen, and all of a sudden the FBI needs to open a file on you, you fucking cunt? Um, all right, what the hell was I just looking up there? Beware of the man with no vice. What about the woman with no vice? Beware of the woman with no shoes, without a shoe fetish. All right. If a man has no vices, he's in great dangers of making vices out of his virtues. And there's a spectacle. No, no, nurse one vice in your bosom. What fucking website is this? Thornton Wilder, crushing it. If a man has no vices, he's in great danger of making vices out of his virtues. Like what, going to church and then fucking spewing about that? And there's a spectacle. People were so much smarter back in the day, huh? At least, at least they weren't eloquent the way they talked. Hey, Bill, don't drag us all down to your dumb level. All right, fair enough. All right, we, we've all seen them. We've all seen them. Men who were monsters of philanthropy and women who were dragons of purity. No, no, nurse. No, no, nurse one vice in your bosom. I thought he was talking about some nurse's titties. That's how dumb I am. No, no, nurse one vice in your bosom. Oh, I'm back on the cigars. Give it the attention it deserves. Oh, he says nurse. And let your virtues spring up modestly around it. Thornton Wilder. You guys ever hear of him? What has this guy ever done? That's not the guy I wrote about the pond, is it? Who's that guy with the fucking pond everybody talks about? Thornton Wilder. The son of a bitch was alive when I was alive. 1897 to 1975. Was an American playwright and novelist. He won three Pulitzer Prizes for the novel The Bridge of San Luis Rey and the plays Our Town and The Skin of Our Teeth. And a U.S. You know what? I'm going to read this guy. I'm going to get one of his books. I'm going to look at it. I'm reading uh, The Devil and Sonny Liston right now. Someone on the movie gave it to me, one of the sound guys. I never even got his name. And he bought me a great book for my daughter, too. Uh, I'm going to read that, and then I'm going to read Silent Spring, and then I'm going to read read some Thornton Wilder. All right? While I smoke a cigar. (laughs) No, I do have to lay off the cigars. I got to lay off them, Okay. Getting a little too fucking shut it down. What does Thornton Wilder have to say about shutting it down? I'm going to look up. Booze. Shutting it down. Taking breaks. Here's what happens to your body when you take a break from alcohol. If you drink occasionally or more than occasionally rolling your eyes, you've probably considered taking a break from alcohol at least once. Maybe your doctor suggested it. Jesus Christ, is that your liver? Abstaining for a health reason, or maybe you just realized that your weekly happy hours were draining your bank account. People who take time out from booze usually swear that it makes them look and feel better. Should you do it? You know, 
some things could just really be fucking answered in a paragraph, but for some reason people want to write a whole fucking article on it. So should you do it? Now, right there, it should become, yes, you should, or no, it really doesn't make a difference. But instead, they launch off into, well, drinking alcohol in moderate amounts defined by the dietary guidelines for Americans as having up to one drink a day for women and up to two, day, two drinks a day for men. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Hey, Nia, do you know you drinking moderately, you can have one drink a day and I can have two. I'm that much bigger than you, Nia. I got a good four inches on you. That doesn't make any sense. I would have to be twice your size, wouldn't I? If you're five feet tall, I'd have to be ten feet tall? I'll have another drink. All right, it's generally thought of to be okay for your health. Having more than that on a regular basis isn't. And it's easy to go above the moderate levels. Yeah, we know. Fucking Christ almighty. Alcohol certainly presents that quandary... Whether you feel like you're on a heavier side, you might end up taking up a few calories. Your immune system will improve. It could boost. Oh, I just got to read the headlines. It will boost, can boost your metabolism. Your liver will be able to function more effectively. You'll sleep better. Just a warning, you might overdo it when you start again. I've lived that. And in the end, they got some woman doing yoga. See how they do that? This is like somebody trying to improve their life. Hey, Nia, when are you going to get in here and read the white lady? I'm going to read some advertising here, all right? All right. Indochino. Talk about people who look great in a suit. I'll tell you right now. Brad Pitt and fucking the guy from the Titanic, when they came out and they had their suits on to promote that Quentin Tarantino movie, I was just like, yes, honey, yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Indochino is the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. You know what's great, too? When you get a tailor-made suit, you got to maintain your weight. All right? No, no, you can't get the Bill Clinton cut. You know, where they, they, they make a big seat of the pants and thighs. This big bitch of a body, huh? He puts on weight like a woman in the 1800s. You know, that fucking guy should have painted his thighs and ass and put it right next to the Mona Lisa. Looking to get married? They have tons of options for those looking to outfit their wedding party. Guys love the wide selection of high-quality fabrics and colors to choose from. Not to mention the option to personalize the details, including your lapel, lining, pockets, buttons, and writing your own monogram. You got to bring that back, young guys, young fellas out there. That was the shit back in the day. It skipped my generation. You need to bring it back. Having your initials on your cufflinks. Nia, you like that, right? When a man has his initials on his, on the, on his, his shirt sleeve? She just said, sure. Can, can you sell it, Nia? Yeah. There you go. Come on, with the pocket square, an old school gentleman? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Takes you out, throws you around the dance floor a couple times, as Dice says. Right? Goes downtown, makes sure he takes care of his business before he opens up shop. Come on, Nia. All right, guys, love the whites. All right, uh, here's how it works. Visit a stylist at their showroom. There's over 40 showrooms in North America. 40 states down. 
10 to go. I always forget if there's 52. I always think cards. And have them take over your, have them take your measurements personally or measure at home yourself and shop online at Indochino. Choose your fabric. Inside and out, choose your design customizations. Submit your measurements for your choices. Relax while your suit gets professionally tailored and mailed to you in a couple of weeks. How do they fit it in an envelope? This week, my listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com when entering Burr at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code Burr, B-U-R-R, for any premium suit for just $369 in free shipping. It's an incredible deal for a, for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. All right. Oh, look who's here, everybody. Dollar Shave Club. Nee, I got two more reads. Get that thing ready. Dollar Shave Club, dude. Dollar Shave Club has spent years developing, crafting, refining all their products. The quality is second to none. They have everything you need to look and feel and smell your best. They have basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The executive razor. Dr. Carvey's Easy Shave Butter, Prep Scrubs, and Post Shave Do. And as amazing as their shave stuff is, Dollar Shave Club is way more than just razors. Dollar Shave Club has you covered from head to toe. They have everything you need to shower, shave, style your hair, brush your teeth, and yes, even wipe your ass. And Dollar Shave Club can keep you automatically stocked up on the products you use. I actually, I guess speaking of wiping your ass, you got to get the one wipe Charlie's. They gave me some complimentary ones. I was tremendously impressed. You know? Clean as a whistle with a winter green aftertaste. (laughs) My ass was tingling, Nia. I always wondered what it would be like to put a breath saver up my ass. And now I know. Thanks to one wipe Charlie's, uh, you want... You get what you want wherever you need it. Hey, let's keep it clean here, huh? Whether that's once a month or a few times a year. As a Dollar Shave Club member, you'll never have to waste time at the store wondering if what you're getting is any good. You know what you're getting is the highest quality. And right now, you can put the quality of Dollar Shave Club products to the test. Their ultimate shave status set has basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The executive shave razor, shave butter, prep scrub, and shave shave do. That's kind of gross. The best part is you can try it for just five bucks. Five dollars. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular prices. Get your ultimate status set for just five dollars. And dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. That's probably the people downstairs telling us to be quiet. Oh, here's a movie I'm going to go see. The Good Boys. All right? What if the guys who made some of the most outrageous R-rated comedies like Superbad and Sausage Party decided to make an R-rated comedy starring 12-year-old boys? Well, they did. And it's the hilarious... I would have said pre-adolescent. 12-year-old pre-adolescent. You still got to say boys. Just saying 12-year-old boys now with that Epstein story out there. It's just weird. Well, they did. Oh, that's right. No, he was, into, he was into girls. Well, they did, and it's the hilarious new movie called Good Boys. It follows three innocent sixth graders as they skip school one day to do whatever it takes to learn how to kiss, 
before their first middle school party. The thing is, they get themselves into a ton of inappropriate and R-rated situations along the way. Nia, get back here. Early audiences and critics have been raving about good boys saying that you'll laugh for 90 minutes straight. They're calling it delightfully inappropriate, wildly raunchy, and undeniably sweet. That's all you got to do to get away with it. You got to put the heart in there. Don't forget to go see Good Boys in theaters August 16th. That would be tomorrow. All right? Let's help these guys have a nice big weekend. So Hollywood lets them hang around for another one. That's how it works. All right. Nia was, of course, right here, right where I needed her. And then the second I needed her, she just went away. Nia! Come on. The timing was perfect. You're ruining it. My new favorite author, Thornton Niven Wilder. What's the matter? What was going on? Well, she could have texted you, too. Um, all right, right here. It's fine. All right. Read it, please. Oh, wait. Hold on. I have to find it. Sorry. You are <laughs> dropping the ball today. I'm totally dropping Nia, the ball. Nia, you, you should see Nia, everybody. The lovely Nia is even lovelier than ever. Crushing it at the gym. Lost 10 pounds this summer. Woo! Looking hotter than ever. Wow! Still won't make eye contact with me. No! All right. Uh, Nia, you, I mean, you had at least 17 minutes. I know, I know. I, I know, I know. Well, you can keep it going. I know. Just keep it going. All right, you keep it going. All right. I'm going to tell you right now the top five reasons why Nia is lucky that she married me. Oh, boy. That's One, good. my looks. <laughs> Two, you are handsome. no hair in the shower drain. <laughs> Uh, three. Uh, Jesus, this is a tough one. Top two, three reasons. I'll stop at three. Come on, yeah, give me a third reason. What's that? I'm looking up the thing. Screeching halt, everybody. See, this is right here, you know, why they make documentaries about whether women are funny or not. Okay? Nothing? I thought that would get you going. <clears throat> Oh, I didn't tell the story. So I was out smoking a cigar. There's a little park outside the, the 72nd Street stop on the Upper West Side. And I was sitting there with a couple friends of mine. And all of a sudden, this gay dude comes walking by dressed like fucking Eleanor Roosevelt. Or whoever Herbert Hoover married. He looked like a first lady from the 1930s, is what I'm saying. With the fucking hat, the little hat with the fucking veil over his eyes. So we were sitting there smoking a cigars, right? And he just comes... Fucking, and he had like a wheelie, like luggage, and we're sitting there, and he just comes storming through the middle of us, and he goes, "Hey, genius, your dildo's on fire!" <laughs> it just kept walking, and my first thought was like, "Wow, I really miss crazy people in New York." And I'm such a dummy, considering I'm a comedian. I didn't get that he was making fun of my cigar, like saying that I had the big dildo in my mouth. <laughs> And uh, I don't know. I just wish I knew in the moment. I would have been, oh, I love a woman with attitude. I would have said something. Oh, you look beautiful, sweetheart, or something. like. But that's one of those things. This is why, Nia, I still make fun of gay people in my act. 
because they're like straight people. Well, most of them are assholes. That guy's like a fucking asshole. I was smoking outside. I'm in the park. There's a fucking homeless guy like two feet away from me, you know? I'm paying the price for my habit. Not enough for this fucking 80-year-old stewardess walking by, right? All of a sudden, hey, genius, your dildo's on fire. Meow, ladies. Meow. Okay, I'm ready now. All right, so this is a review of a plantation. I don't know what plantation, but it went viral because someone posted about it on Twitter. But the review says... Is this a real plantation? It's not one at like Epcot Center, is it? This is a real plantation. What do you mean, Epcot Center? They have the plantation exhibit to get the Southerners to still go to it (laughs) because Epcot's getting a little old. Okay, anyway. um, They gave this plantation two stars. My husband and I were extremely disappointed in this tour. We didn't come to hear a lecture on how white people treated slaves. We came to get a history of Southern Plantation and get a tour of the house and grounds. The tour guide was so radical about slave treatment, we felt we were being lectured and bashed about the slavery. My ancestors were from Sicily, never owned slaves, and my husband were German, and none of his ever owned slaves. I am by far not a racist or against all Americans having equal rights, but this was my vacation. And now we were crossing all plantation tours off our list. It was just not what we expected. I'll go back to Louisiana and see some real plantations that are much more enjoyable to tour. (laughs) White Girl Inflection by me. I love that. I took a tour of a plantation. This wasn't what I expected. I went to Auschwitz, and it just was not what I expected. I liked the minimalist vibe there. I thought it was going to be about the architecture. I didn't think it was going to... I was never a Nazi. I never killed any Jews. That is, like, one of the funniest fucking, like... It's, I almost don't believe that it's, that it's true that somebody, like... We went to take a tour of a plantation. Like, what other plantations are you going to go to? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's, it's a plantation, lady. Like, that, that's, that's what happened. I was that's joking when she read plantation. this. It's like, I took a tour of NASA, and it was just not what I expected. <laughs> okay? I came there to look at some rockets, not to hear about people burning up on reentry for the advancement of humanity. <laughs> Okay, I just felt like I was getting a lecture like they're heroes and I was somehow not brave. I'm going to go to a fun rocket ship place. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what, what this person expected. Like they were, you know, they're telling you about what happened at plantations. So Nia, for a thousand dollars, would you have lunch with her? And she would just discuss her philosophies on, on politics and race relations for a thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if I could, you know, sort of... You can't talk. say anything. I just have to listen? You have to nod, like, mm, like what she's saying is amazing, for $1,000. No. no, no. Nia, for $1,250. <laughs> no. You get to pick the restaurant. My dignity is not for sale. Five grand. My integrity is not for sale. 6600 <laughs> No, it's not going to happen. Everybody has their price. No. But ten grand untaxed, and a peck on the cheek from Oprah Winfrey saying, "You keep it up, girl." <laughs> Would you do it? No, no. Eleven thousand seven hundred dollars. <laughs> a pair of Jimmy Choo's, Oprah Winfrey peck, no taxes, and an all-expensive paid trip. 
to the French Riviera, Monaco, for 10 days. No. Just listen to this dumb bitch. Fucking, <laughs> she's not going to get smarter. You just have to listen to her for an hour. And like nod in agreement. Ooh. <laughs> no. Like you're watching a fireworks show. That's all you have to do. No. No. $12,345.88. <laughs> well, a trip to Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> to watch a home-and-home game against the Flames of the Edmonton Oilers. You get to go to Edmonton for game two and see the Northern Lights. I mean, all you have to do is not express an opinion. No. That's it. Nia, There's nowhere you can I'm go. calling bullshit. Okay, well, you can call bullshit, but no, the answer is no. I, first of all, I don't need your approval <laughs> to call bullshit. Okay, this conversation was Listen, not what I expected. This, <laughs> <laughs> this was not what I expected. Oh, God. All right, well, that's 36 minutes right there, just for us checking in on you. Nia, I got to tell you, you crushed it. You did the near impossible. You went to New York City and somehow, you know, on, you know, it's not like we live here, right? Mm-hmm. So you're on vacation. There's all this great fucking pizza out here. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I had some good pizza. One big swing and a miss we will not mention. We won't mention. Wow. No, we won't mention that. But um, how big a swing and a miss? Bigger than that woman's swing and a miss on the plantation tour? Um, was this the food equivalent? <clears throat> no, but um, it was for fourteen thousand. <laughs> final offer. <laughs> no, that pizza was that was disappointing, but that's okay. It's okay. I went to that place. They're uh, doing well, so that's that's all that matters. Good for them. I went to Scars. I love that place. Mm-hmm. That place, that had the tang, that had the zip. Everyone's talking about Defara. That's like as that's the spot is Defara. Uh, I thought I thought uh, L and B was a little bit better, but they're both fucking incredible. Okay. They're both. You know what? They're they're equally amazing. They're, they're, that's sacrilegious. That's like what do you like better? You know, Catholics or Protestants? I mean, we're all this shit. All right, listen. <laughs> To all you people from other religions, okay? You're just going to have to take that one, all right? And I'm sure this podcast was not what you expected. All right, we're going to do a little bit of music here. And uh, then we're going to play a Greatest Hits from a Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from a Thursday earlier this year or fucking six years ago. I don't know how he chooses it. But that's it. Um, have a great weekend, you cunts. And I'll uh, talk to you on Monday. going on it's bill burn it's the monday morning podcast for monday august 15th 2011 
Um, big news, big news again this week. Um, in case you didn't listen last week when um, I announced it on Opie and Anthony, this was the big goddamn secret for those of you out there who don't follow me on Twitter or uh, Facebook or anything like that. Uh, my big announcement was, believe it or not, on November 11th, 2011, I am going to be performing at Carnegie Hall. I am going to be doing stand-up comedy in Carnegie Hall, New York City, the real one. Not that bullshit one out there in Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? Like like when you say, I go to the University of North Carolina, Wilkesboro. I'm in one of the satellite campuses. No, I'm on the main one, bitches. All right? One where all the fancy people with their horns and their jazz musicianship and their speeches, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be there. Thanks to Andrew Carnegie for feeling guilty at the end of his life after he had put his foot on the throat of poor people. He decided, well, let's give him a building to go down and enjoy music in. And you know what? I'm gonna name that building after me. I am gonna be performing. <laughs> I'm going to be performing there, and uh, I know I'm joking around about it, but I am absolutely blown away. I can't believe it, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been a long, it took me 20 years to get there, just a little under 20 years, okay, for for you you fantasy football stat douchebags out there. It was uh, 19 years, it'll be 19 years, what's, what's 12 minutes, and eight months. And uh, in nine days, it took me to get there, to go from fucking doing stand-up in the basement of Spaghetti Freddy's, right? Eating my goddamn balls one at a time, nice and slow, downstairs where they got all the extra pasta to uh, get into Carnegie Hall. So there you go, youngsters, young comedians out there. Beat that. Beat 19 years, eight months, and fucking... Whatever, how many days? Nine days. Nine days. All right? If you can beat that, you're a better comic than me, unless you have a catchphrase. Then you can go fuck yourself because you cheated. You didn't cheat. All right? But you gave them what they wanted. Didn't you? Ooh, they liked when I said that. What if I say it again? And the morons in the crowd, oh, I keep doing it. It keeps getting funnier. If you fucking do that, if you just stand on there and you throw the raw meat at those goddamn morons and let them eat it up just the exact fucking way they want, then no, you're standing in a different line. All right? There you go. I had a great fucking uh, argument today talking about sports, as always. And as I say that, I looked at my uh, my ring finger on my left hand. Uh, I sprained my finger yesterday playing catch, playing football. That's what I do at 43. I don't know what you guys do. You go down, you probably have your kids take them down to the eye and ear doctor to make sure that they're, they're going to be okay. Then you bring them home, you teach them math, you teach them right from wrong. I'm sure that that's what you're doing. You're probably 10 years younger than me and you're doing that. Me, I'm out on a golf course playing catch with a football, trying to learn how to throw with my left hand. <laughs> I don't know why it's fun to me. So the fucking ball's coming in, and I caught a couple one-handed. And as I'm going to stick my hand out to catch it, something in my brain goes, don't do that. Don't do that. And then my ego said, hey, fuck you, brain. I'm running this shit. 
All right? If I wanted any logical thought out of you, I would have asked a fucking question. Stand down, sir. So, of course, I stick out my left hand, and uh, I didn't jam it. I got to be honest with you. If I had to choose between jamming and spraining, I'm taking the sprain all day long. Wow, look at that. It's purple all the way down to my... So, anyways, my finger... Jesus Christ, this thing is disgusting. It looks like... uh, You know when a body has been floating in a river... (laughs) And it's that odd, like, shade of, like, pasty in some areas, yet dark purple in others. That's what my finger looks like. It looks like a kielbasa that's ready to be taken off the grill. And uh, I did everything. I I taped it up. I put ice on it. I did the whole rice thing. Rest, inoculation, cunt, and elevation, whatever it stands for. I did the whole thing, and, um, and it's still... Still looks a little fucked up. You know what's great about this is if I were to get married tomorrow, it couldn't happen. Would that nullify the wedding if if you couldn't put the ring on this finger? Huh? And that stupid goddamn ceremony. And do you fucking take this fucking broad to be your fucking goddamn fucking wife for the rest of your goddamn fucking life unless you want to leave, at which point she'll take after your shit? I do. Now invest in me. No, no. Now you got to take out the fucking gold... Shiny fucking thing that they say is rare, which probably fucking isn't. But none of us are minors, so we don't know any better. If you could please take that fucking... I don't think it would fit. If it doesn't fit... Wait a minute. Is this some Johnny Cochran shit? If the ring don't fit, you get to keep your shit. Right? No, oh, that was corny. Sorry. Fuck you. It's only six minutes in. I'll get to the funny. I'll get to the funny. So, yeah. I fucked up my finger. Um, yeah, I've been trying to learn how to throw left-handed. You know? And uh, it's so awkward, it actually makes you laugh as you're doing it. I suggest tennis balls, and you throw it at a lazy boy. (laughs) Do you guys remember that, uh, not Johnny Bench batter up, what was that other one? We just got the little backstop. Do you remember that? And they had the netting, and you'd throw it, and it would bounce right back to you, and you could work on pitching and that type of thing. At least that's what they said, but was really basically... uh, for the kid with no friends, for the only child. I'm basically using my la- la- uh, lazy boy for that. Wait a minute. You know what that reminds me of? Remember the baseball kid? They had this thing called the baseball kid. And the song was the baseball kid, the baseball kid. If baseball's what you want to do, the baseball kid will pitch to you. Right? And it was this fucking cardboard cutout of what should have been your best friend. <laughs> pitching the ball to you. But you didn't have one. So then they would just, they just came up with this cardboard cutout of the friend that you don't have. A cell phone's the worst invention ever when you're in a relationship. Can they ever leave the house without calling you two minutes later? How are we doing on string beans? Do we have any string beans? Honey, I know you don't know. I just Could you just go out in the kitchen and look? Well, put it on pause. Why are you yelling? Right? Isn't that how it goes? That half of the conversation? Unbe-fucking-leavable. Stop calling. Remember when you first got a cell phone? It was exciting. Exciting and new. Pick it up. She's got nothing to say, but she'll still call you. Um. Anyway, so they had this thing. <laughs> they had this thing called... 
the baseball kid. And that was, you know, and I remember it came out when I was in junior high. And even then, everybody was joking that that's for some, why wouldn't you just have your friend pitch? And, and the commercial was hilarious because they'd have the baseball kid on the pitcher's mound. And then there'd be the kid up to bat. And then there'd be a bunch of kids out in the outfield. It's fucking stupid. You got like eight kids there. That makes the baseball kid obsolete. But they couldn't show some lonely kid sitting there with his arm around a cardboard cutout that has a face on one side, but on the other side, it's just, I'm, I'm, I imagine it's just cardboard. It's probably like, you know, when you, when you take a tour at Universal Studios and you're like, wow, this is an old Western town. And then they turn the corner and you just see that it's just the, uh, the facade. Is that what you call it? The front of the building and everything else is just a two-by-four behind it. Yeah. So that's basically what they had back then. It was basically for... Uh, only children. Or maybe you were the fat kid and you got sick of people laughing at your, uh, they're not really man tits when you're still a kid, but whatever. We'll go with man tits. <clears throat> Mom, I'm sick of everybody at school always making fun of me. I don't want to play with them anymore, but I still want to play. Well, I have an idea. What if we had a cardboard cutout of someone who could pitch to you? Is it going to be mean to me? No, Tubby, it's just going to throw you the ball. That sounds wonderful. The baseball kid, the baseball kid. You know what? I'm sure on YouTube that they actually have the uh, a commercial, the commercial. so I'll try and find that. If I don't remember it, please send it to the mmpodcast.com, and we'll get it up there for you. Or just search the, uh, the baseball kid. But you don't want to do that. You want to go to the mmpodcast.com, right? The official podcast page of the Monday Morning Podcast. And we'll have all the YouTube videos. I actually have one that somebody sent me on Twitter um, of this guy with a speech impediment, this fat guy bitching how they fucked up his video game. And he doesn't have a lisp. Lisp? I don't know why I just popped the P there. He doesn't have a lisp. Um, any uh, vocal coaches out there can tell me what this is? It's that one when uh, you don't have a lisp, but you go, successful. Seriously, stop it. I'm serious. I'm trying to be successful. That shit where you, you sort of push the wind out on the side of your tongue. What's that one called? The lisp is uh, my horrible, um, I do, that's Jesus Christ. What's going on here? That's a lisp. I know that. But what is a cesspool? It's a fucking cesspool. What, what is that one? I know vocal fry is when you don't push enough air through through your vocal cords. And I've joked here on the podcast before. Every girl who was a fucking writing major in uh, in college always talked like that. Well, you know, Edith Wharton, uh, the magnitude of her work can just not be cannot be magnetized. Did I say that too many times? I need to take another writing course. They'd speak like that. <clears throat> so, anyways, let's plow ahead here with the podcast. Um. Oh, I have another another special amount announcement. This has been sort of like special August, hasn't it? Um, I have another special announcement here. Um, introducing. A lot of people out there have been like going, hey, Bill, you know, you do the Monday morning podcast. I like it. I like that you give me a free hour of comedy every week whilst whoring out whatever product it is you have to sell, you cunt. I appreciate it. You know what would be better than that? What if you did another hour? What if you did another hour 
of free entertainment and put it out on like a Thursday. And you know what I thought? I thought, go fuck yourself, you greedy prick. I'm only doing one. All right? But because enough of you requested that I start doing two, tell you what, every once in a while I'll do an extra one, but you got to pay for it. All right? Oh, fuck you, you whiny pieces of shit. Hear me out. Hear my sales pitch before you turn the channel, all right? Jesus Christ, you guys. Is there any fucking loyalty? I, I'm introducing, uh, I was trying to think what, it was, what, it, what I should call it. And it's basically going to be me interviewing random people in my life. They're going to be 99 cents. Uh, they're called, it's the Monday Morning Podcast Select. What inspired this name? I'll tell you. You ever drink some shitty American beer, right? It's not shitty, but you grew up with it and it reminds you of your dad, right? You drink like Budweiser or uh, or whatever, whatever the other ones, light beer from Miller. You drink that shit. And what did they do? With all these microbreweries coming up, for some reason, all these blue-collar beers had to have their fancy little fucking, you know, something select it's basically why I'm calling it the Monday Morning Podcast Select because they would always have like, uh, you know, Budweiser Select or uh, Miller Select. And it was supposed to be like, OK, we really tried to make it taste good on this one. Right. So that's what I'm calling it. It's the Monday Morning Podcast Select. And uh, this first one is going to be out on Thursday. OK, it's 99 cents. And anybody wants to whine about it, go fuck yourself. You already got a free hour of, of entertainment here, and you don't have to pay this. You don't have to pay for this one. No one's twisting your arm, all right? You just wait for another free one every Monday. But if you want two a week, I'm not doing this every week, people, but when I find somebody that's interesting enough, because I think there's enough podcasts out there, comedians interviewing other comedians, so I would like to try to do something a little bit different. So this Thursday, if you're a sports fan, I interviewed Ephraim Salam. He's a white guy who's uh, majored in accounting. <laughs> if anybody out there knows a white guy named Ephraim, please send me the picture of him. I want to see it. All right? Um, with his Babe Ruth nose. All right. Plowing ahead here. A few people got that. All right. I interviewed Ephraim Salam. He played right tackle in the NFL. I shouldn't even say played because he's officially uh, – He's not retired yet officially. Um, he played with the, uh, the Houston Texans last year. He played for 14 seasons, I believe, in the NFL. And I basically asked this guy every goddamn question I could think of that I ever wanted to ask a football player. You know, what's the dirtiest thing you ever did to somebody? What's the dirtiest thing that was ever done to you? What do people say? You ever get mad at the, the the level of pussy quarterbacks get? The real shit. All right? You want that phony shit? You want to watch your 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 former heroes on ESPN on that, that fake football field getting down to do a three-point stance? You want to watch that shit as they, they, they explain the cover to? Or do you want to hear about steroids? You want to hear about gold-digging whores? You want to hear the questions? You want to hear the answers to the questions that you fucking have? You know what's, ki- you know what's killing me? You know the one I forgot to ask him is what the fuck? What's the deal with the prevent defense? I forgot to ask that one. But I asked as many as I could possibly ask. And then in the end, 
we talk about that movie Planet of the Apes. It's 99 cents. Uh, you know, it's another great way to contribute to the podcast. It's a way for me to give you something extra. And it's as always, I always give you the option, right? I give you the fucking option. You don't have to. It's like the collection basket at church. I just pass it around. If you put money in, I give you a little wink and I say a prayer for you. And if not, I stare at you and I I wish that you go to hell. Just like a priest, right? Isn't that what they do? Speaking of which, I saw Planet of the Apes this week. And uh, spoiler alert. All right. I'm going to talk about this movie now. Because at this point, if you haven't seen it, you still might. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but I am going to tell you. I was I thought it was awesome and I was disappointed all at the same time. And it's it's what I said from day fucking one. I knew the movie was going to be great, but I was upset that it was PG-13. So you know something, I'm not even going to talk about the movie. I can tell you this, I am done with PG-13. PG-13, it's like decide who you want to make this movie for. Okay? Is it for the kids? Or is it for me? Make up your fucking mind. Stop being such a pussy and just sitting there on the fence. A little something for everybody. It isn't. It's too fucking scary for kids. And it and it and it's not quite violent enough for me. Well, who's kidding who? It's not even close to violent enough for me. Um, I'm done with it. PG-13 is the movie version of when a fucking receiver goes over the middle and he could reach out and catch the ball, but he's worried about the fucking cornerback. So he pulls it in and the fucking ball skids down off the turf. That is that is the movie fucking the movie version of that play in NFL football is is PG thirteen. Fuck PG thirteen. Fuck it in its in its in its movie ass. I am done with it. I'm done. Okay? Apes taking over the world should either be the cutest fucking movie ever or I should be having nightmares. Don't fucking uh, driving right down the center of the road. Don't want to commit. You went all Al Gore on me. Still an awesome movie. Still recommend it. You're still going to enjoy it. But I wanted someone to get their face ripped off. There, I said it. Okay? And it's not like that is, is an obscure thought. We all saw that woman. She got her fucking face ripped off by a goddamn chimpanzee. And there is this lingering thought about chimpanzees that they're nice. That they are incapable of unbelievable levels of fucking violence because they've been stereotyped in the studio system out here in Hollywood. From day fucking one, they had Tarzan, right? King of the jungle. King of the jungle, right? This fucking white dude with no sunblock swinging from fucking vine to vine. Like, that was believable. I thought that that was the most unbelievable. Oh, and the fact that he could also have a white chick girlfriend in the middle of fucking Africa. How the fuck did that happen? You know? Tra-la-la. She's just walking around. I don't remember the backstory. Let me just finish this thought. All right? I thought that that was the most unbelievable part of it. Okay? No bug spray. No sunblock. No fucking shoes. And there's always another vine to swing to. 
you know, I get Spider-Man. He shoots him out of his wrist. This fucking is just conveniently hanging all over the place. Anyways, let me plow ahead. What the fuck am I trying to say here? But the, evidently the most unbelievable thing about that was that little fucking monkey cheetah. First of all, they didn't have it on a goddamn leash. They didn't have it in a cage, and it's in a jungle. Why is it hanging out with you guys? Eventually, it's just going to take off. But if you don't let it take off, it, it's going to rip your face off. If you guys watch these things on, on the Discovery Channel about these chimpanzees going to eat other monkeys and the way they, 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 they got a whole ambush. They flush them out, and they got other monkeys down the street and the other fucking trees. And then when they catch these monkeys, they eat them alive. They could kill them. They could twist their little fucking heads, and they don't. They just stand on them as they pull them apart as the little monkey is going, ah, God, screaming its fucking brains out. Then after they do it, they get all excited. <laughs> fucking talking shit. Yo, you see what the fuck I did? Fuck you. That was my move. That's what they're doing. They're assholes. Stop making them fucking cute. Oh, I swear to God. If I ran a fucking studio and I made Planet of the Apes, it would have been fucking NC-17. All right? Oh, that movie. What that movie could have been. It's still fucking great. Definitely go see it. But I'm telling you, what that movie could have fucking been if they weren't trying to fucking market the damn thing and get the, the, you know, did you like the movie Cars? Well, maybe you'll like apes taking over the world, too. Jesus Christ. You know, it's just like sports. That's why there's so many goddamn mascots out there. It used to be for drunks. It used to be for people who weren't happy in their fucking marriages. Sports fans. That's who it used to be for. Now they got all these fucking goddamn mascots out there, and they're trying to make it a good time for the kids. Going to a live sporting event is not a good time for kids. All right? It's like a daytime strip club. That's what you take them to, minus the whores. But the same fucking drunks who were in a titty bar the night before are sitting next to your kids doing what it is that they do. And now they have to tone down their shit because they got a big furry fucking mascot walking around. I'll tell you, I've had it with these goddamn kids. All right. They're, they're like the new fucking women. You know, women had to come into every place that a guy was at and put up curtains and fucking ruin it. Right? What about us? Where? We want to join your men's club. They want to join the country club. They had to fucking be able to vote. You know? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's fucking hot as hell in this goddamn room. Um, Whatever. Let's plow ahead here. So fuck PG-13. I'm not doing that anymore. It's either rated R, rated NC-17, or I want to go see Toy Story. All right? I don't want to see it. I don't want to see anything PG thirteen. That's like you, you you fucking shot a three pointer and you hit the back of the rim and you you want credit. It almost went in. <sighs> sorry, I'm sorry. I just like carnage. Um, what else? What else did I want to talk about here? Um, do do do. Spain finger went to that. Oh. I weighed myself this morning, people, and I am down to 172 pounds. I was up to 188, 189, and it was all booze, cakes, and pizza. (laughs) And all I've done is I've cut out the booze. 
in my life, and I've been able to gradually, over the last 10 months, drop 17 fucking pounds of bloated facial weight and man tittery. It's phenomenal. I just go on hikes with my dog. I do pull-ups and I do push-ups. And uh, I've actually figured something else out that I learned through the P90X system. P90X got something called muscle confusion, right? Which is basically, you know, you have your workout. And after two weeks of doing it, your body starts to get used to it. So you, you stop getting results. And can actually, I believe, start to put on weight just because your body is used to it if you're eating like shit. So then they switch up the workout so your muscles are like, oh, what the fuck? All right? So using that as a uh, an inspiration, I have actually come up with intestinal intestine confusion. <laughs> this is what I do. I eat perfect for three days. And right as my body gets used to to just eating tremendously well, I just out of nowhere I sucker punch it with burgers, fries, and a shake. And as it rolls down the hill, going what the fuck, what the fuck? Then the next day I start with my oatmeal again, and I go back turkey slices, and I eat well, and it's great. All I got to do is eat well for like it's been working for me, anyways. Intestine confusion. You heard it here first. That's what I do. Because I think if you eat well all the time, your intestines, they start becoming like the spoiled rich kid, you know, who got the car when he was 16. You know, you just start taking shit for granted. You don't give a fuck. I think your your body does that. When you just eat well all the goddamn time, it just starts, God, you know, it's just how it is. And you stop dropping pounds. I've actually found, twice this week I did it. I almost ate a whole large cheese pizza by myself, and I was sitting there on the couch in like the fetal position like I can do four slices all day long can't do it all day long run out to the mailbox and come back and I don't have a problem but when I go for that fifth one forget it so I of course I go for the fifth one I'm an American right it's all about gluttony you know we're not wearing skinny jeans over here like those goddamn people over there in Europe all right actually we are dude how annoying are the skinny jeans yet they're still hanging off somebody's ass I swear to God, if I had a if I had martial arts training to the point I was a black belt in like four different styles and I had a pistol, no, a stun gun, I would run around pulling up people's pants, not worrying, and I would actually give them a bit of a wedgie, just not worrying about, you know, and the only reason why I don't do it is because I know I'm going to get the living shit kicked out of me, but I, I just want to run up behind these fucking kids. Oh, and those guys, those, and if you have on the skinny ones, you just fucking just yank them down and just boot them. You know what? I shouldn't even say this because this is going to cause people to do this shit like bullies. They're going to take it from, seriously. Um, wouldn't you just love to do it once? Just fucking just yank them up. I mean, it's gotten to the fucking point. They're so low. Some guys, they're almost like, I, did I already talk? I feel like I already talked about this shit. It's like your whole ass is hanging out of the back. You're in your underwear. There's kids around. You know what's the worst, too, is when they reach back to fucking pull them up. And you're like, they're going to pull them up. And then they only, only yank them up. Like, that's like one of the oldest stand-up bits ever. But they only yank them up like a fucking eighth of an inch. Oh, it's like having somebody give you a fucking scratch your back who can't find the itch. Drives me crazy. You know what, people? I have to turn the fan on because it's getting hot as hell in here. 
Um, hang on one second. All right, with the magic of the pause button, I am back. And the fan still isn't really going. Hey, I bought a new toy. There's a new fucking toy in my life. I uh, Evidently, I didn't realize that the flip cameras are out now. And there's this new thing out there called the Q3 HD zoom thing. It's just basically, it's like a flip cam, but it's uh, HD quality. I, I bought this the other day. Uh, I went into the, the, the store. I was looking at some drum shit. And I was talking about I wanted to start making, like, drum covers, just give you guys something to laugh at and just see how bad I am at drums. But I didn't want to go through all the bullshit of micing up drums and all that crap. So this guy showed me this thing, and it's fucking insane. HD quality. It has uh, – and if you buy the, the 32 – I don't know what the fuck it's called. 32 gig megahertz fucking cunt face, whatever. The, I don't know anything about it. It can actually go up seven hours. Seven fucking hours that I can record with um, in HD quality. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get one of these sons of bitches, and I'm going to take it out on the fucking road with me. I could actually film this podcast right now if I wanted to. It's got that much memory in it. It would be HD quality. But there's two reasons why I'm not going to do it, because this is fucking radio. And radio is great. Radio. Radio is great, because right now you're listening to me while doing other shit. All right? The second I make it video, A, it's boring to watch someone sit here and talk. B, I don't want you seeing what my fucking apartment looks like, the shambles that it is. And, uh, yeah, and then you also, you can't fucking, you can't clean your house or go to the gym and do all, get through a flight. You're going to sit there watching me talking into a microphone? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why did I say that like you guys suggest? It's been people who've suggested. You should start filming them. And then what? Where do I go from there? Um, you should paint. You should have somebody come in and paint you while you do it. Um, intestine confusion. Try it out. Eat perfectly for like three fucking days. Right? And then on the fourth day, I mean, I'm not saying go nuts the whole goddamn day, but just one day, just go up. Just fucking tear down a fucking pizza place. Right? Or just get a burger and fries. Just eat until you can't fucking eat anymore. And then don't eat anything for the rest of the goddamn day. Wake up the next day, you're back on the oatmeal. Back on the fucking... You're back on the oatmeal. You go for a goddamn hike. You're all set. I'll tell you what I'm fascinated with. I want to do the... Uh, I want to buy one of those pegboard things. You know, those, have you guys seen those things? And I don't mean the thing, you know, what exactly do you use a real, I'm not talking like the one you get at Staples. I'm talking like one when you're trying to become like a ninja warrior. So you can climb up the side of fucking uh, some bullet ridden hideout and fucking, uh, oh Jesus, Bill, you just ran out of references, did you? I was trying to think of a Middle Eastern city in Beirut back in the day. Anyways, uh, they got these, this thing called, uh, I think it's just called the pegboard. And it's got these two sticks that hang out of it. They look like the same things that uh, are on the end of, like, nunchucks or, like, those those stupid things that uh, the per- percussion, percussion instrument, you know. Anybody can play those, can also play the triangle and should also go fuck themselves. But um, as far as the, pe- <laughs> the pegboard goes, it's basically uh, – you guys probably already know what this shit is. Some people might not know it. So you got those two things sticking out, and you can pull them out, and you basically climb your way up the pegboard, sticking it in a hole, 
pulling it out. This is very phallic. Fucking another hole, pulling it out. You're not the one. Bang, is this my wife? Fuck you. I'm fucking you. And then you go all the way up the top. And then you go to over to the side. You come back down again and then go back over the to the side again. And that's one cycle. And if you're a badass like that fucking maniac on P90X, he, he, he does a fucking goddamn chin-up after he does it. Um, he's the first guy I saw doing it. And I'm like, I'm going to get one of those and drill it to the inside wall of my one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> you think I'd get my deposit back? I wonder. Um, let's do YouTube videos of the week before I get into uh, advice here. We got some great ones this week. Um, I already mentioned the fat guy flipping out with the speech impediment that they uh, screwed up his goddamn game. And part of me thought it was fake, but then I realized, like, no, he really talks that way. He really is upset. But he's also hamming it up because he thinks it's gonna people are going to be laughing with him rather than at him. That's what I feel it is. Um, all right, there's another one somebody sent me last week. It's called How to Whistle. This is one of the most disgusting, creepy fucking videos I've ever seen in my life. This guy keeps, just for people who have a weak stomach, this guy, for some reason, keeps emphasizing how important it is to have spittle on your lips, and he takes it off his lips with his fingers, and he plays with it, and it's really fucking gross or hilarious, depending on your level of tolerance. Um... Here's one I was watching. I was watching some drum videos, and I came across this one. And uh, this dude playing drums here is why I became a comedian. Because back in the day when I used to try and play drums and thought for half a second that maybe I could play in a band, I would see guys like this play, and I realized that it was just going to be a hobby. (laughs) This guy is insane. Uh, warning to people who have sensitive ears. This guy is playing to a Bobby McFerrin song, but what he's playing is fucking incredible. Uh, the dude's name is Jonathan Newman, and I gathered from his video that he goes to the Berkeley School of Music, and he's got a bunch of other videos up there, him just playing or playing with other beasts at Berkeley School of Music. Uh, drummers out there, just someone who can actually appreciate someone Killing it on an instrument. This fucking guy is amazing. And then the last one, metal filings in your freaking cereal. Uh, this one is so creepy. I think I'm going to send it out over my Twitter before we even post it up because I just think everybody ought to know this. This guy does an experiment with what looks like a cereal that I've eaten a zillion times. And you know those cereals that claim that they have a uh, a daily amount of iron in the cereal? Well, this guy was claiming that there was actual the iron is actual metal flakes <laughs> in the cereal. So to prove it, he dumps some of these flakes in a bowl of water, and then he takes a magnet. And these flakes start following the magnet around the pool of water like a goddamn junkie running after uh, a bag of meth. It's really fucking creepy and uh, and fucking hilarious and just scary. I was up in the at the Montreal Comedy Festival a few weeks ago, and somebody mentioned how somebody had gotten cancer, and this guy said, "Jesus Christ, if one more person gets cancer, right?" And who knows? I don't know if this is all tied together. I have no idea what. Just watch this video. It is it is really fucked up. And I, I saw this and I'm like, that's it. 
We're shopping at the health food store, but but no one, no one how shit works. The 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 big guys they probably own the health food store too. Um, but the bright side is I think if you get enough of this flaked cereal and you somehow are able to get the iron shavings out of it, you know, when the economy melts down, you could make maybe a spearhead out of it or some sort of a shield. I actually, you know, I was thinking the other day. Uh, have you ever seen those those videos on YouTube where they, they talk about how they built those FEMA camps all over this country just in case another New Orleans thing happens? And when you look at and it's for our own safety, yet there's a fence with barbed wire around the entire facility. <laughs> it's a fucking prison. I don't know who it's for or what it's for. And every time I picture going into one of those, I always picture that uh, Red Dawn, you know, Avenge Me or whatever the name of that movie was. And I'm just like, you just go in there and you fucking die. Right? But I actually have found a silver lining. And that silver lining is the now deceased actor Jack Sue. He played one of the detectives on Barney Miller. And uh, when he was a kid... He was uh, Japanese-American, and the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And uh, they rounded up all the Japanese-Americans that they could find, and they, they sent them to these, uh, I guess they're considered concentration camps. There was sort of a debate about that because there was no torture going on, but it's I guess the definition now, according to Wikipedia, is that when a select, like a, min- a minority group of people is all rounded up, and they haven't done a goddamn thing, and they are stuck in a camp and not allowed to leave, that that is a concentration camp. And then, of course, there's all different levels from you just have to stay here and uh, play cards with each other until we kick your country's ass in war, all the way to the absolute fucking horror that happened in Germany. So anyways, but Jack Sue was in one of those, the Topaz Relocation Center when he was a kid. And you know what? He got out, and 40 years later, or whatever, 30 years later, he was on Barney Miller. So there you go. If the economy collapses and you end up in a FEMA camp, do not give up hope. You could one day, 30 years in the future, become a a star of a uh, a sitcom and then die of of cancer of the esophagus a little bit later. Okay, let's plow ahead here. Um, Janie Lane died. Shout out to Janie Lane. I don't get well, what the fuck. I'm really bad at this shit when people die. Uh, you know, as I mentioned last week, hair metal was my shit. Heavy metal, you know, we didn't get too much into the speed metal. I liked all that shit. I was of the perfect fucking age. It's not dumb to me. I don't give a fuck. Go fuck yourselves. And uh, this guy, I don't know, just another guy died way too fucking young. So... He's got kids, so download some of his music. Hopefully, it will somehow get to them. Um, all right, that's all depressing shit. Let's let's fucking let's plow ahead. All right, advice, advice, Bill. I am a 32 year old born again virgin, and an eight by choice. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Once again, I haven't read these, so I'm discovering this shit right along with you. Um, I haven't been laid in years, and don't know why. Well, it sounds like you got a sense of humor. So already, sir, something positive. You got a good sense of humor. He goes, I'm not the ugliest guy in the neighborhood, um, but that ain't enough. The closest I came was a BJ by a thick chick last summer. 
but even a guy as desperate as me wouldn't wouldn't fuck her. All right. I have no problem flirting with cute bartenders, but just can't seem to seal the deal. Maybe I'm too picky, but I have no interest in screwing a broad I'm not attracted to. Please help a fellow sunburnt fuck like yourself get back on the wagon. Love the podcast uh, even more when Nia is on. She helps balance out your insanity. Uh, please help another horny... Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even read some of the shit people write. Um, all right. All right, dude. I'm going to compare this. You being a born-again virgin, is, I'm going to compare this to a stand-up comedian who just shot an hour-long special and now needs to write a brand-new hour of material. Okay? You're in a desperate situation. You shot the fucking thing. It went great. You're excited. You celebrated that night, and then the next day, the clock's ticking. Your special's going to come out in anywhere from three to six months. And so you basically, it's probably going to come out probably like four or five months. So you basically have four or five months to come up with a new hour of material. You know what the quickest way to do that is, sir? Not be picky. When I write a new hour of material, all rules of hack are thrown in the garbage. I don't give a fuck. I'll do a Monica Lewinsky joke. Anything to just be saying something fucking different. To get me talking about new shit so I can leave the past behind and fucking plow forward. And even that hacky shit will lead to the gold. All right? So let's get to you. All of a sudden, you know, I don't want to bang this girl because she's thick. You didn't even say fat. She was thick. Sturdy. Can take a pounding. She's right there waiting for it to go down. You don't give it to her. You know, you're fucking you're trying to drink Johnny Walker Blue right now, okay? And you got you got two bucks in your pocket. All right, it's time to go with a little natty light in a pussy sense. Do you understand me, sir? Now I'm not saying that you go out there and go bang some fucking scabies-ridden prostitute. I'm not saying that. All right, go out there, find yourself a girl, looks clean, wear a fucking condom, and 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 you know, as long as it's consensual here, consensual sex, you fuck the shit out of her. All right, you'll get your little swagger back. You know, when I'm putting together my new hour, I, am, I, I fucking hate myself on stage. And shit that would be a little funnier isn't because I don't feel strong. And that's what you're doing. You don't feel strong right now. All right? Because your dick's been twisting in the wind for God knows how long. So that's what I would do. Stop being so goddamn, so goddamn picky. Did my girl just call me? What did you say? Maybe that was a neighbor yelling. I have no idea. So that's what I would do, sir. Just uh, stop being so goddamn picky. But don't lower your standards to the point where you're risking, uh, you know, fucking an STD or impregnating some toothless whore. You understand me? You know what you got to do. All right. Here we go. Plowing ahead. You, you like somebody who doesn't have a job and then the job opens up. Well, I'm going to be in sales. All right, question uh, question number two. Hey, Bill, I'm a regular listener and first-time writer. I need your advice on something. I'm 26 years old, and I was together with a lady for close to a year and a half. Before dating her, I was pretty much a dog. Uh, you know, your typical man-whore type. No, I know nothing about that. Um, I'd basically bang anything with a skirt on it. Well, don't ever go to Scotland. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Uh, but this thing, but this girl was different. 
I knew uh, I knew her for a while before we started dating, and we were amazing friends. Anyways, I won't blab on too much, uh, but dating her was great. Her relationship with her dad was good, so, you know, she didn't have any issues and shit. But, like, in the middle of the relationship, I noticed her co-worker would be extra flirty with her and stuff. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. If this was a TV show, they would introduce that, and then they would go to commercial. And you'd be like, oh, but I, but I want to see what's going to happen. Well, here we go. We're back from commercial. I always told her how it made me uncomfortable and that and shit that the dude always tried to get with her and stuff. Wait, I thought this was a woman. Oh, I immediately assumed it was a woman. I wanted this to be a, uh, oh, this is a guy. Oh, that's extra, oh, Jesus. Ah, Jesus Christ, these goddamn fucking women. What did she do to you, sir? Do I really got to read this? Do I, do I even need to read this? You're totally loving her. You're complete fucking friends with her, and then she's flirting with this guy's flirting with her too much, and all of a sudden now you're not going out with her. Oh, God, these goddamn, these goddamn motherfuckers. All right, let's, let's plow ahead. I just needed to regroup. Um, so anyway, I told her how it made me uncomfortable and shit that the dude was always trying to get with her and stuff, but she always assured me that she didn't like the dude and she doesn't respect guys like that who hit on girls even though they are taken. But is she is she telling the guy to leave her alone? Oh, Jesus Christ. A couple of months passed, and then an incident happened. She was at an office party, and according to her, the dude got super drunk and kissed her. Anyways, this happened on a weekend and came clean about it the next day. Her excuse was that he got drunk and kissed her so it wasn't her fault and that she didn't kiss him back, so it means there's nothing there. Of course, I didn't listen to that bullshit, and I dumped her within 10 minutes of being told of that. Time out a second. I'm going to give you some applause. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. I don't buy into that crap that she didn't kiss him back because in my head, it's like she's saying, oh, he had his dick in me, but I didn't fuck him back, so it's okay. Thank you, sir. I don't even need to answer this. You got your head right where you need to be. When has a guy ever said, oh, honey, don't worry, I didn't kiss her back and gotten away scot-free? If a guy said that, he would have had the shit kicked out of, her, out of him by his girl. I remember the old uninformed episode where you and Joe were talking about Michael Richard to some PR guy, and Joe said the problem with the whole situation is that Michael Richard squirmed when he was apologizing and didn't just own up to, to his fault. That's why he wasn't forgiven. And that's the logic I use here, that if she just owned up to it, that the dude kissed her, um, I could deal with it better than her saying she didn't kiss him back because... Back so I should be okay with it. Okay, oh, and he goes, oh my God, I'm basing my relationship decision on what Joe DeRosa says. I think I've hit a new low. Anyway, not to make this email too long, but three months since we broke up, and I'm not really sure if it was the right decision. My gut said I did the right thing, but I'm questioning it. Dude, you're questioning it because you, you love this girl on some level and because you're lonely and you're going through this shit. But dude, fuck that. All right? No offense, but that bitch was disrespecting you from day one when that bullshit was happening. This guy's drunk. How did your lips do it? What did he fucking run across the room like a Superman punch but with his lips sticking out? 
and she was talking to somebody else and came over and ki- he was drunk. What do what what led up to the kiss? What the fuck were they talking about? They were talking about shit that leads up to a kiss. And your fucking goddamn whore of an ex-girlfriend sat there in that fucking moment. Letting her pussy get a little bit wet, but not really fucking doing it. Fuck her, dude. I'm telling you right now, that was the tip of the goddamn iceberg. That's the lock the door test to the 10th fucking power if you ever saw a Bronx Tale. That's it right there. You 100% made the right fucking decision. You're still a young guy. There's a better one coming your way who won't be fucking flirting with some dick at work and accidentally getting kissed. And you think that that's the only thing that happened? That he accidentally just kissed her and that's where the fuck it stopped? He didn't accidentally brush against one of her titties. Fuck that dude. You did the right thing. Football season's coming. All that money you would have spent on her, go get yourself a dish and get the fucking NFL package. You deserve it. All right? Go on YouTube, learn how to cook a perfect steak on a hibachi, and enjoy your fucking team for 16 games. I'm telling you, let her fade the fuck away and get yourself a decent woman. Good for you, sir. I applaud you. I applaud you for the fucking decision you just made there. That, that, that was like, it was like and in gymnastics when you just stick the fucking landing, 10.0, it's over. Give him the gold medal. You did the right thing. Fuck her. All right? That's just the loneliness. You'll find another good one. Good ones are hard to find, so it's going to take longer than three months. Okay? But the last thing you want to do, it's over. The trust is gone. It's fucking over. All right? If you ever think of going back to or re-listen to this part of the fucking podcast, it ends at four, 49 minutes, 53 seconds. So fast forward to that and rewind to whatever fucking two minutes. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. You didn't kiss him back. Yeah, you didn't kick him in the balls either or yell rape. How the fuck did he kiss you? Oh, that's fucking great. You dumped her. Good. I hope she learns a lesson. She probably won't. Dude, she definitely has fucking issues, and I'm telling you right now. I'm, uh, why do I keep overselling this? All right, let's move on. All right, the next one. Number three here. Okay. Un, deux, trois. Uno, dos, tres. And that's it. That's, that's, that's the length of I can speak three languages if you, if you want to count to three. Other than that, you're on your own. I would like to get your great sage advice on a certain lady. We'll call her Melly. That I can't get off my fucking mind. And if Nia is around, I wouldn't mind some womanly advice too. You know what? She's in the kitchen where she fucking belongs making me a goddamn dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what? I'm not even lying. That That is where she is. And that is where she belongs. You hear that, Nia? I said you're out in the kitchen where you belong making me a dinner. I said, watch this. You're out in the kitchen where you belong making me a dinner. I don't hear her feet. Are you just going to take that? What's the world coming to? Hey, somebody wants your advice in here. Hey. Ah, fuck you. Here we go. Let's go here. Here we go. Um, well, she's not around, evidently. She's probably watching one of those shows where people dance with no shirts on. Dancing like 
a two-year relationship. They seem to always be dancing some sort of relationship. Okay, in this in this dance, like he loves her, but he can't be with her because the king said don't do it. And ugh, really, that's what you're doing there? I thought you guys would just spin it around on tables. I swear to God, that fucking goddamn dance show, America Has Talent, I don't know what it is, but it's longer than the NHL fucking playoffs. I've come home, she, like, she tapes like five of them, and then she'll watch them all at once, and it's, it's like March Madness for douchebags. Every time I come home, the fucking show is on. The only thing I will give, I'll give her credit for is she fast-forwards through that, that chick that looks like a fucking toad who goes, woo, all the time. If like, what was it, what the fuck was Frank Gifford's wife, Kelly Grifford? Whatever fuck her name is, if she ever fucked a frog, if she had sex with a frog, that's what it would look like. That goddamn flat-faced fucking weirdo. Ugh. Ugh. Then that other guy with his goddamn pointy nose, he just got a facelift. Oh Jesus! You still look like you're in your fifties. Um, anyways, let's plow ahead here. Um, I'm 24, and she was my first long-term girlfriend. We were together on and off for a year with two breaks, both initiated by me. It was real. It was a real up-and-down thing, and I don't just mean in the bedroom. Uh, she has a kid from a previous dude. Ugh, dude. Open the passenger side door and roll out. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's not nothing wrong if she has a kid, but you know, you're just adding a degree of difficulty that doesn't need to happen. Kind of like when the Rams played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. There was no reason not to use Marshall Falk, but for some reason they didn't. Added a degree of difficulty, and what happened? Um, the kick is up, and it's good. All right, plowing ahead here. Um, so anyway, she had a kid from a previous dude, and I got along well with the kid, and I guess it's really matured me to play stepdad for a year. She had a lot of mental issues, medication. She left a scar on my upper arm when she bit me. Lots of suicide threats. My mom hates her. My friends hate her. Dude, are you a fucking moron? Do I really need to, to answer this? Hey, hey, Nia, how are you? You look a little angry. Come here. They, 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 need, they need your advice here. Why are you in here talking shit? I'm in here because I needed you to come in here. You couldn't have just said, come in here? You had to insult me? I have to make it funny. It it's, wasn't funny. It's fucking hilarious, and all my podcast listeners are laughing. It's comedy. Somebody's got to get hurt, and it was your turn. Mm. So quit your crying. Well, I'm going to read this because we only have one microphone. You're going to shut your face, Where's and when I'm, do- when I'm done, I didn't think you were going to be on this one. Just shut up. Because I, I don't have you mic'd, sweetie. Stop telling me to shut up. Sweetheart, love of my life, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> and let me read the rest Let's of this. No, read it. All right, here we go. Dinner's ready, by the way. All right. Jerk. Let me, let me plow through this here uh, okay. because the listeners already heard this. All right, he's 24 years old. He had a long-term girlfriend. They were on and off for two years. Uh, she has a kid from a previous relationship. Uh, he didn't mind playing stepdad. Uh, she has a lot of mental issues. She's on medication. She left a scar on his upper arm where she bit him. Lots of suicide threats. You should see the face she's making right now, sir. My mom hates her. My friends hate her. For some reason, this guy needs advice. <laughs> uh, when she was normal, this girl was fucking perfect. We had uh, the same sense of humor. 
got along great. It seemed like every time we were together, uh, it would just get worse and worse until I couldn't take it anymore, and I told the fuck off. The first two times, she would call or message me, at, message me in a couple of months, and then I'd end up meeting her, and we'd talk. Next thing I know, I'm back in the relationship. It's good and getting worse, and then I tell her to fuck off again. I've tried seeing other girls in between, nice girls, normal girls, etc. Just can't get the same connection as I had with Melly. What do I do? Does it just take more fucking time? Should I call her again? But blah, blah, blah. Dude, I, I already know what's going on. This girl is a fucking beast in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. She's an absolute beast in the bedroom, and he's running back to the best pussy he ever had because other than that, there's no because fucking... Come here. There's no reason. Yeah, crazy women are, are insane in bed. Yeah. Unintended. Yeah, no, she's, she's, she's probably really good in bed because she's crazy. But um, my friend, this girl needs help that you can't provide. She needs to be on medication and therapy. She's a mess. And your self-esteem is clearly pretty low because you keep going back to this basket case. Tell them to rub one out. And when you're done rubbing one out, what is, and, and then think about getting back into the relationship with her. And there's your Rub one out first, and then, like, once his, his sexual desires from her. Rub one out, and the second you're done cleaning up the fucking mess you created, think about going back into her. <laughs> is it necessary to be necessary? Yes! Yes, is it, it is. Yes. I don't do this on stage. I don't do it on television. This is my outlet to be an absolute pig. I love this fucking podcast. It keeps me sane. You know Stop gonna, ruining my fun. You know it's going to come back to bite you in the ass, right? For what? The only way it'll come back to bite me in the ass is if I have a part on a sitcom or I'm running for president. And I can live without either one of those. All right? I'm happy. I'm happy with who I got. So let me finish. So rub one out. And afterwards, think about being in a relationship with her, okay? And there's your fucking answer. That's it. What you have is a, a you're codependent. Look up that word if you don't know what it means. But Talk down to my listeners. I don't. I just meant that he should look into <laughs> it because it's like a, it's it, it just means that you you need this girl because you feel like you're fulfilling some sort of role. You know, like you it makes you feel important to sort of help her or be there for her. But it's it's all based in insecurity, and that's why you keep going back to her. You you deserve better than this. This is this is a ridiculous cycle that you're putting yourself in. It's completely unnecessary. So you need to tell her to fuck off, and you need to keep walking in the other direction, and don't let her seduce you with her fucking manic depressive pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Nia Hill, everybody, God bless you. Now now get out there and plate my food, woman. Don't, don't, I have to finish this, don't, all right, that was, that wasn't, you know what, you're, you're capable of hitting harder, um, all right, overrated, underrated for this week, uh, underrated, spreading jelly with a spoon instead of a butter knife, Jesus Christ, I never thought of doing that, that actually sounds, uh, like it could work, you can scoop the jelly with a spoon and spread it with the back of it, the back of the spoon is as smooth, is smooth and round, so it won't shred, the bread, like a knife does, and one less thing you have to wash. That's fucking genius. Overrated. Home ownership. Don't get me wrong. It's nice having a house where you don't have to deal with neighbors coming home drunk at 2 in the morning blasting shitty Katy Perry music 
or have to deal with some asshole landlord anytime the heat stops working. But the thing with owning a house is that you become the shitty landlord and have to deal with all the problems yourself. On top of that, you never really own the place free and clear. Let's just let's say some somehow you manage to pay off the the fucking mortgage. You still have to deal with the taxes and the monthly utility bills. So it's not like you can pay the fucker off and the next day retire and sit at home and stroke it to three's company. Dude, absolutely. That's it's, it's the worst. It's the worst. That you know what it is? They won't let you sit down and just go, I worked for 30 years, I want to chill. They won't let you do it. That's why it takes 30 years to pay off a fucking house. Because they want you to get it at 30, and then by the time you're fucking 60, your goddamn pancreas is failing, your health insurance fucking cancels you, and then you got to sell the house to pay for your medical bills, and then they move another 30-year-old in there, and they fucking financially bang him in the ass for the next 30 years. So, sir, this is the secret. The secret is, is you buy a house that you can afford. And I don't, by affording it, I don't mean the monthly payment. That's the slavery part of it, all right? The running off the plantation part is knocking down the principal. So what you do is you buy a house where you can easily afford the monthly payment, and then you just kick the shit out of the mortgage, all right? And then you still have the property tax and all, but that's just how the game is played. Uh, but at some point, it is you do want to live in a house like me. I still live in a one-bedroom apartment, and one of the main reasons why I'm not filming this is if you saw my one-bedroom apartment, you would not believe that I was playing a fucking funny bone. Forget about that. I can't even say the gig that I'm playing. It's it's it, it's it's so fucking unreal to me. Um, anyways, here we go. Uh, continuing with underrated, overrated. I believe this is under underrated. New York. What I really mean is Manhattan. But if you talk to any of those fuck... Wa- oh, I guess this is overrated. Uh, New York's overrated. And what I really mean is Manhattan. But if you talk to any of those fuckwads who live there, they call it New York, equating Manhattan with all of New York. As if the rest of it, the state is lucky to be associated with the prestige that those condescending pricks think they have. They'll let you know that you're not really a New Yorker because your phone number doesn't start with 212 or that your city's not a real city because it doesn't have the culture that New York has to offer. As if having the good slice of pizza, only having a good slice of pizza in America, a few good steak joints in a theater district makes it the pinnacle of society in the center of the world. Per square foot, more assholes than any other city. Hands down, it's the home of bankers, lawyers, and advertising agencies. Uh, Jesus, I can't argue with any of that, and I live there, and I love that place. But, yeah, it's true. Um, New York City, I would say, is the easiest place to just go and have a good time and to appreciate. But uh, if you go to other places, they're fucking amazing. Like, I'm going to Nashville this week to work uh, uh, Zanies in Nashville. I'm going to be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or Friday, Saturday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Jesus Christ. Then I fly out and um, what was I going to say? Yeah, when you're down there, there's – this is what I learned. This is how I'm able – this is why I love New York and L.A. When I'm in New York, I do New York shit. When I'm in L.A., I do L.A. shit. When I go to Tennessee, I do Tennessee shit. I get barbecue, slap my woman. No, sorry. Um, 
I'll go to an S- SEC football game. I'll check out some music. I do Nashville shit. I got a couple of buddies out there that own a spread, and I'll go out and check out how they're living. It's a fucking great time. Enjoy the peacefulness of nature. Speaking of which, I went and I watched my first meteor shower, or is it meteorite? Meteor makes it to the earth. Meteorite burns up in the atmosphere, right? We actually drove up into the mountains, and uh, one of Nia's friends was like, let's go watch a meteorite shower. So I was like, all right, yeah, let's fucking do it. So I go up there, and uh, it was absolutely amazing, but uh, there's too many broads. I liked all the women who were there, but Jesus Christ. You know the peace and the tranquility that you get when you're out? You know that, that uh, what, what the fuck is that guy's name? The guy wrote about the pond, Walden, whatever the fuck his name is. Henry Thoreau. You know what they talk about there? Basically, one of the great things about going out in nature is the peace of it. If you can just block out getting mauled by by a wild animal. It's so quiet, and it's really great for you as a human being. And getting that peace and tranquility when there's four or five broads in the area, it is impossible. It is fucking impossible. Their their ability to conversate non-fucking-stop while watching a meteorite shower, whatever the fuck you call it. They would just be like, oh my God, did you see Glee last week? Why is so-and-so like this? Oh my God, she's such a bitch. And as they're talking, one would fly across the sky and they would just react to it and then go right back to, oh my God, and it has a, woo! So anyways, I liked season two better than season three. I just don't know why they took her care. Woo! That's all they were doing and it drove me fucking insane. Drove me fucking insane. Hey, look who's back. Why? Because, Nia, when you're in nature, it's nice when it's quiet. Every once in a while. You guys were talking about the box set of Six Feet Under while watching this shit. It was, you know. Yeah, we were having conversations. We were out. Just because one person wanted to be quiet doesn't mean everyone else has to be quiet. We were enjoying ourselves. We were laughing together. We are having a good time. It doesn't I know. I know. I know. I know, I know, I know, but I I felt like I was in an airport terminal (laughs) surrounded by five strangers on their cell phone. Well, I'm sorry you didn't feel like you could jump into the conversation because it would have been nice. Well, I mean, you guys really weren't talking about shit. You guys were talking about a play. Look, I don't want to argue with you two weeks in a row on the podcast. You made me dinner, Okay. You earned your keep today. I appreciate that. I'm just fucking with you. You can swear to God what? All right, gorgeous. I'll see you in a minute. All right. Um, I don't know if this is overrated or underrated. I have to figure this out as I read it. Uh, Early retirement. Sure, if you love your job, retiring isn't a big deal and probably means you're left with finding things to do. But the fact that 99.9% of the people hate their jobs and are working for that dangling retirement carrot which keeps getting pushed out uh, farther and farther. Uh, it used to be 65, but now the way the country is going with and with 401ks getting raped, you're more likely to retire in your 70s, if not later. Oh, so you're saying the, the, the dream of retiring early. Uh, yeah, but you know something? You can do it if you're willing to live with less. 
you can retire early. You don't have to have one of those MTV Cribs fucking lives. You don't have to have it. I mean, you could end up like me, 43, in a one-bedroom apartment. But, you know, there's something to be said about not being buried in fucking debt. I still have to work. Taxman still bugs me. But, uh, you know, I can go see a movie whenever I want to. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Do you know I saw Sean Penn bought this giant plot of land and just put a fucking mo- trailer on it? And I was like, that's genius. Lives in the middle of nowhere. What do you really need? Ah, fuck that. I would go crazy in that. Maybe get a double wide. But there there, there are options. You don't... Oh, did, did we talk about this last week? Have you seen those tiny houses that, that, are, that are allegedly all the rage? They're tiny houses. They're like the size... <laughs> they're like the size of a fucking studio apart, apartment, maybe. They look like giant dollhouses for rich kids to go play in. They're like tree forts. And they're like 15 grand. And you basically, uh, yeah, it's like it's like paying off a, uh, what's a good car? A Honda Civic with no options. Not even that. I mean, I, what the, can you get a car for 15 grand? Maybe one of those smart cars. Um, there's no fucking way. There's no way. If I buy a house, if and when I buy a house... I want to buy something where it's cozy, but it's big enough where I can get the fuck away from anybody else who's living in it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think it's really important to be by yourself for a certain amount of time every single day. You know? some point, you have to go fuck off. Go for a walk. You know? Do something. I don't know. I don't know what happened to this podcast, everybody. But listen, remember, if you want to listen to another, if you want to listen to a great hour, uh, um, I interview Ephraim Salam. It's the Monday Morning Podcast Select. It will be up and available uh, for download on the mmpodcast.com. Uh, um, oh, the, the mmpodcast.com uh, fan page, the official fan page of the Monday Morning Podcast. We'll have a link. You pay 99 cents, and I got to tell you, Ephraim was a ridiculously awesome guest. And uh, I even said to him at one point, I go, why don't you do radio or TV? And he says, because I say fuck and shit too much, which uh, God knows I can relate to that. So we hit it off. Everything was great. And, uh, and listen in if you'd like, and if not, don't. All right? So that's it. So that's your option. You can listen if you want. You don't have to. So I don't want to hear any of you cunts crying to me like, why wasn't that free? Life isn't free, people of this generation. I know you get your music and your movies and everything else for fucking free. This isn't free. This costs 99 cents. Go fuck yourselves. That's the podcast for this week. Don't take any shit. And uh, it's almost football season. And I'm excited about that. Talk to you next week.